Good morning, Sonship, and welcome to A Course in Miracles daily reading conference call where we read from the original edition of ACIM, which is published by Course in Miracle Society. Today we are reading from Chapter 30, Section 6, The Only Purpose, Paragraphs 57 through 69. So you may access an original edition by going to jcim.net, and on the, on the bar you will see original, excuse me, online edition. However, there are some announcements, right? to Reverend Rija, would you like to tell us what's going on? <laughs> yes, it's too funny. I'm back and forth whether to to fess up. Uh, we have our sale. It launched last night at midnight, and Tom Whitmore. I told him I got his permission, you know, to begin it Friday the thirteenth. He goes, Oh, Friday the thirteenth. What could go wrong? <laughs> so we we decided, Yep, that's you know, I was born on the thirteenth. That's my lucky number. So we launched it last night. So if you uh, take a peek, go to jcim.net. You can click the store and uh, see what you might want to buy. The deal is that we have uh, free shipping on everything. So it's not only 20% off. There's free shipping. I think I was supposed to keep shipping free. (laughs) We'll see. But um, too funny, I woke up and I wanted to check and see if it was – correct and I looked and our softback was still $30 it wasn't off and I went oh no oh no the sale didn't get computed and I had a minor cardiac arrest and uh, when I did find out however that was the only product that didn't uh, get the 20% off so I I fixed that (laughs) it's our most popular product (laughs) And it's the only one that didn't. So I apologize, but it's fixed, and I hope you go and let me know, um, I don't know, how the store looks or whatever you want to share about it. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Hi, Chris. It's Paula. I'm driving. I'm listening. I have to listen. I'm driving. But I'm here. Yay. Hey, this is Carl. I'm here. Oh, great. Yay. I can read, but I may have to leave early. And, All right, I'll uh, put you first then. Well, okay, that's fine. All right, so here's who I have. I have Carl, Lee, Reverend Rija, Bryce, Fran reading. Listening, we have Ida, Rayla, and Paula. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to get on the reading list? I'll Hi, say hello. Mary. Hi, Mary. All right. And, and who else is out there? Rob's listening. Hi, Rob. Hi. Yay. <laughs> Gang's all here. All right. In this holiest of incidents, I'm going to turn it over to Reverend Regis for morning prayer. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Good morning, everyone. So we'll begin our time together by closing our eyes and drawing that awareness within. And we feel the peace of our union, of our communion. We open now to our lesson for today. And this is, I follow in the way appointed me. The lesson says, quote, I have a special place to fill, a role for me alone. Salvation waits until I take this part as what I choose to do, 
Until I make this choice, am I the slave of time and human destiny? But when I willingly and gladly go the way my Father's plan appointed me to go, then will I recognize salvation is already here, already given all my brothers, and already mine as well. Unquote. So I have a special place to fill. Wow, this is the only specialness that is the truth. There is a role for me that only I can fill. And this is why I am here. I am reminded of this when I hear these words. They're in chapter 9 and paragraph 57. Quote, You are altogether irreplaceable in the mind of God. No one else can fill your part of it. And while you leave your part of it empty, your eternal place merely waits for your return. Unquote. Love waits on welcome, not on time. This we heard in our course. And so we pray the prayer of our lesson today. Quote, Father, Mother God, your way is what I choose today. Where it would lead me, do I choose to go. What it would have me do, I choose to do. Your way is certain and the end secure. The memory of you awaits me there and all my sorrows end in your embrace which you have promised to your son who thought mistakenly that he had wandered from the sure protection of your loving arms. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Thanks. Six, the only purpose. Paragraph 57. The real world is a state of mind in which the only purpose of the world is seen to be forgiveness. Fear is not its goal. And the escape from guilt comes from its aim. The value of forgiveness is perceived and takes the place of idols which are no longer, which, excuse me, which are sought no longer or their quote-unquote gifts are not held dear. No rules are idly set and no demands are made of any one or anything to twist and fit into the dream of fear. Instead, there is a wish to understand all things created as they really are. And it is recognized that all things must first be forgiven and then understood. Carl, 57 and 58. The real world is the state of mind in which the only purpose of the world is seen to be forgiveness. Fear is not its goal and the escape from guilt becomes its aim. The value of forgiveness is perceived and takes the place of idols which are sought no longer, for their gifts are not held dear. No rules are idly set, and no demands are made of anyone or anything to twist and fit into the dream of fear. Instead, there is a wish to understand all things created as they really are. And it is recognized that all things must be first forgiven and then understood. 58. 
Here, it is thought that understanding is acquired by attack. There, it is clear that by attack is understanding lost. The, follow, the folly of pursuing guilt as goal is fully recognized. Excuse me. And idols are not wanted there. For guilt is understood as the sole cause of pain in any form. No one is tempted by its vain appeal, for suffering and death have been perceived as things not wanted and not striven for. The possibility of freedom has been grasped and welcomed, and the means by which it can be gained can now be understood. The world becomes a place of hope because its only purpose is to be a place where hope of happiness can be fulfilled. And no one stands outside this hope because the world has been united in belief. The purpose of the world is one which all must share if hope be more than just a dream. Thank you, Carl. Lee, 58 and 59, please. Here it is thought that understanding is acquired by attack. There it is clear that by attack is understanding lost. The folly of pursuing guilt as goal is fully recognized. And idols are not wanted there. For guilt is understood as the sole cause of pain in any form. No one is tempted by its vain appeal. For suffering and death have been perceived as things not wanted and not striven for. The possibility of freedom has been grasped and welcomed, and the means by which it can be gained can now be understood. The world becomes a place of hope because its only purpose is to be a place where hope of happiness can be fulfilled. And no one stands outside this hope because the world has been united in belief, the purpose of the world is one which all must share, if hope be more than just a dream. 59. Not yet is heaven quite remembered, for the purpose of forgiveness still remains. Yet everyone is certain he will go beyond forgiveness, and he but remains until it is made perfect in himself. He has no wish for anything but this, and fear has dropped away because he is united in his purpose with himself. There is a hope of happiness in him, so sure and constant, he can barely stay and wait a little longer with his feet still touching earth. Yet is he glad to wait till every hand is joined and every heart made ready to arise and go with him. For thus is he made ready for the step in which all forgiveness is left behind. Thank you, Lee. Reverend Rija, 59 and 60, please. Mm-hmm. Okay, 59. Not yet is heaven quite remembered, for the purpose of forgiveness still remains. Yet everyone is certain he will go beyond forgiveness, and he but remains until it is made perfect in himself. He has no wish for anything but this, and fear has dropped away because he is united in his purpose with himself. 
There is a hope of happiness in him so sure and constant he can barely stay and wait a little longer with his feet still touching earth. Yet is he glad to wait till every hand is joined and every heart made ready to arise and go with him. For thus is he made ready for the step in which is all forgiveness left behind. 60. The final step is God's because it is but God who could create a perfect son and share his fatherhood with him. No one outside of heaven knows how this can be, for understanding this is heaven itself. Even the real world has a purpose still beneath creation and eternity. But fear is gone because its purpose is forgiveness, not idolatry. And so is heaven's son prepared to be himself, to remember that the Son of God knows everything his Father understands and understands it perfectly with him. Thank you, Reverend Rija. Rice, 60 and 61, please. I'm getting organized here. One sec. The final step is God's because... It is but God who could create a perfect son and share his fatherhood with him. No one outside of heaven knows how this can be, for understanding this is heaven itself. Even the real world has a purpose still beneath creation and eternity, but fear is gone because its purpose is forgiveness not idolatry. And so is heaven's Son prepared to be himself and to remember that the Son of God knows everything his Father understands and understands it perfectly with him. 61. The real world still falls short of this, for this is God's own purpose, only his and yet completely shared and perfectly fulfilled. The real world is a state in which the mind has learned how easily do idols go when they are still perceived, but wanted not. How willingly the mind can let them go when it has understood that idols are nothing and nowhere and are purposeless. For only then can guilt and sin be seen without a purpose and as meaningless? Thank you, Bryce. Fran, 61 and 62, please. 61. The real world falls short of this, for this is God's own purpose, only His, and yet completely shared and perfectly fulfilled. The real world is a state in which the mind has learned how easily do idols go when they are still perceived but wanted not? How willingly the mind can let them go when it has understood that idols are nothing and nowhere and are purposeless. And only then can guilt and sin be seen without a purpose and as meaningless. 62. Thus is the real world's purpose gently brought into awareness to replace the goal of sin and guilt. And all that stood between your image of yourself and what you are, forgiveness washes joyfully away. 
Yet God need not create his son again, that what is his be given back to him. The gap between your brother and yourself was never there. And what the Son of God knew in creation, he must know again. Well, sorry, Fran, I got lost in your voice. Um, Mary, 62 and 63, please. Thus is the real world's purpose gently brought into awareness to replace the goal of sin and guilt. And all that stood between your image of yourself and what you are, forgiveness washes joyfully away. Yet God need not create his son again, that what is his be given back to him. The gap between your brother and yourself was never there. And what the Son of God knew in creation he must know again. 63. When brothers join in purpose in the world of fear, they stand already at the edge of the real world. Perhaps they still look back and think they see an idol that they want. Yet has their path been surely set away from idols toward reality. For when they joined their hands, it was Christ's hand they took, and they will look on him whose hand they hold. The face of Christ is looked upon before the Father is remembered. For he must be unremembered till his Son has reached beyond forgiveness to the love of God. Yet it is the love of Christ accepted first. Excuse me. Yet is the love of Christ accepted first. And then will come the knowledge they are one. Thank you, Mary. Do we have a new reader, please, for 63 and 64? All right, Carl, are you still with us? Yes, I am. All right, 63 and 64. Okay. When brothers join in purpose in the world of fear, they stand already at the edge of the real world. Perhaps they still look back and think they see an idol that they want, yet has their path been surely set away from idols toward reality? For when they joined their hands, it was Christ's hand they took, and they will look on him whose hand they hold. The face of Christ is looked upon before the Father is remembered, for he must be unremembered till his Son has been reached beyond forgiveness to the love of God. Yet is the love of Christ accepted first, and then will come the knowledge they are one. 64. How light and easy is the step across the narrow boundaries of the world of fear when you have recognized whose hand you hold. Within your hand is everything you need to walk with perfect confidence away from fear forever 
and to go straight on and quickly reach the gate of heaven itself. For he whose hand you hold was waiting but for you to join him. Now that you have come, would he delay in showing, would he delay in showing you the way that he must walk with you? His blessing lies on you as surely as his Father's love rests upon him. His gratitude to you is past your understanding, for you have enabled him to rise from chains and go with you together to his Father's house. Thank you, Carl. Lee, 64 and 65, please. How light and easy is the step across the narrow boundaries of the world of fear when you have recognized whose hands you hold. Within your hand is everything you need to walk with perfect confidence away from fear forever and to go straight on and quickly reach the gate of heaven itself. For he whose hand you hold was waiting but for you to join him. Now that you have come, would he delay in showing you the way that he must walk with you? His blessing lies on you as surely as his Father's love rests upon him. His gratitude to you is past your understanding, for you have enabled him to rise from chains and go with you together to his Father's house. 65. An ancient hate is passing from the world, and with it goes all hatred and all fear. Look back no longer, for what lies ahead is all you ever wanted in your hearts. Give up the world, but not to sacrifice. You never wanted it. What happiness have you sought here that did not bring you pain? What moment of content has not been bought at fearful price in coins of suffering? Joy has no cost. It is your sacred right, and what you pay for is not happiness. Be speeded on your way by honesty, and let not your experiences here deceive in retrospect. They were not free from bitter cost and joyless consequence. Thank you, Lee. So, Reverend Regia, 65, 66, and 67, please. Thank you. Um, 65, an ancient hate is passing from the world, and with it goes all hatred and all fear. Look back no longer, for what lies ahead is all you ever wanted in your hearts. Give up the world but not to sacrifice. You never wanted it. What happiness have you sought for here that did not bring you pain? What moment of content has not been bought at fearful price and coins of suffering? Joy has no cost. It is your sacred right, and what you pay for is not happiness. Be speeded on your way by honesty, and let not your experiences here deceive in retrospect they were not free from bitter cost and joyless consequence. 66. Do not look back except in honesty, and when an idol tempts you, think of this. 
There never was a time an idol bought, brought you anything except the gift of guilt. Not one was bought except at cost of pain, nor was it ever paid by you alone. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Bryce, 66, 67, and 68. Do not look back except in honesty. And when an idol tempts you, think of this. There never was a time an idol brought you anything except the quote-unquote gift of guilt. Not one was bought except at cost of pain, nor was it ever paid by you alone. Be merciful unto your brother then, and do not choose an idol thoughtlessly, remembering that he will pay the cost as well as you. For he will be delayed when you look back and you will not perceive whose loving hand you hold. Look forward then and walk in confidence with happy hearts that beat in hope and do not pound in fear. Thank you, Bryce. Fran, 68 and 69, please. 68. Be merciful unto your brother, then, and do not choose an idol thoughtlessly, remembering that he will pay the price as well as you, for he will be delayed when you look back, and you will not perceive his loving hand you hold. Look forward, then, and walk in confidence with happy hearts that beat and hope, and do not pound in fear. 69. The will of God forever lies in those hands, in those whose hands are joined. Until they joined, they thought he was their enemy. But when they joined and showed a purpose, they were free to learn their will as one. And thus the will of God must reach to their awareness, nor can they forget for long that it is but their own. Thank you, Fran. And Mary, 69, please. The will of God forever lies in those whose hands are joined. Until they joined, they thought he was their enemy. But when they joined and shared a purpose, they were free to learn their will is one. And thus the will of God must reach to their awareness. Nor can they forget for long that it is but their own. Thank you, Mary. An ancient hate is passing from the world. Floor's open. This is Reverend Rita Joy, and uh, in um, let's see here, in '59, uh, where it says. Um, where does it say? Uh, united. Oh, yeah. A uh, couple down, and it says, And fear has dropped away because he is united in his purpose with himself. And instantly when I read that, uh, I thought of a time in my life a um, long time ago. <laughs> I think I was 19. And I had a shift in perception. 
this was like in 60, 60, I don't know, 68, 69, something like that. Uh, is that right? Yeah, it was around in 67, I don't know. But anyway, I had a shift in perception. And what I, what I realized is that we're all in this boat together. That's all I think. That's the thought that came to me. But it was, that sounds simple, but it was huge. It, somehow I felt the unity, all of, all of our, our unity. I felt we're all in this together. And I saw my brother as, oh, just united with me. And for some reason, it opened up a floodgate in my mind. I was filled with, exuberance and joy I, I was I had so much energy and I just all I wanted to do I had to give I just had to give I gave smiles I gave hugs you know I, could, I just I gave understanding I, I was just like a fountain and I remember um, I remember this well and for some reason now let's look at that it said and fear has dropped away because he is united in his purpose with himself so I saw that myself was in my brother as well, and we were united. So I just thought I'd share that it came to my mind, and what an amazing experience. <laughs> Thank you. I'm complete. Thanks, Reverend Rachel. No, that was great. Thank you for sharing that. I love it. My mother, too. Right. Again, that's all. The world that we perceive um, through the eyes of guilt is just the opposite of the real world. Um, it seems like from experiences that I've heard about and had, though I don't necessarily remember to tell you right now, and the experience that Reverend Rita had, well, the world thinks of us as getting smarter in some way as we get older. And yet, sometimes we have these experiences more when we're younger, when we're not so smart, quote-unquote, in the world's terms, but maybe we're not so burdened with having to provide for ourselves materially or um, having to maintain our marriage and family or all kinds of things that we... Uh, some people say, oh, it's Wayne Dyer, Uncle Wayne used to say it. Well, the little kids are like, they just came from God, so they're, he, he likes to listen to them, and sometimes they tell about their other lives and all these things. And um, I think that's wonderful. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thanks, Ida. Thanks, Ida. Thanks, Ida. This is Carl. Um, paragraph 61, I really, uh, I really like the second sentence. The real world is a state in which the mind has learned how easily do idols go when they are still perceived but wanted not how willingly the mind can let them go when it has understood that idols are nothing and nowhere and are purple purposeless 
what that says for me is that as as well he says here the real world and certainly as i move towards um the real world and that state of mind that if if i am tempted if you will by an idol well you know and, and and it would be a thought in in my book it's a thought about something other than the truth if that's still perceived but but i don't want it it's okay it's not something that i i would punish myself for or feel guilty about it's just an idle thought that i can easily dismiss that i can easily laugh at and not to be concerned that that idle thought floated up um, because all i need to do is let it go and uh i think that's important it's important for me um because i'm i'm not sure that there is a state in which uh, uh at least while i'm still in the body a state in which there will be no idle thoughts that an idol meaning id ol idle thoughts that that just kind of appear so I, i i i enjoy that because it 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 says it's okay just let them go just let them go they're nothing they're purposeless and they're nowhere i'm complete Well, thank you, Carl. That was Thanks, thank you, Carl. Carl. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I kind of go back and forth in my ego and true mind, as Raj on the internet, uh, Jesus on the internet says. Um, when when one of those uh, <clears throat> is brought out of the non-joins, the non-newly joined state, the one I'm in usually when I'm operating in my body and still in the past around all familiar things, non-Course in Miracles people, non-in-the-moment-of-hearing-the-Course And when one of those comes to the fore, my inclination is to ask my Holy Spirit mind to forgive that thought and to show me what the true perception of what my ego mind was wanting from from Jesus or God's perspective. So I just say, Holy Spirit, forgive me that thought and show me the true perception. And it's, it's that quick. And then you can see what you had in mind cleansed of the past. I'm complete. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, thank, thank you, Rob. 
Thank you. Great, Rob. Thank you. This is Fran. I am just starting to know what an idol is. <laughs> I had um, this experience this week. I have this, this, the whole thing about idols has really stayed with me lately. And um, I had an experience this week where I was presented or I captured whatever, another idol. And I was aware of it. And I had this... Um, like a battle between my true self and my ego, and my ego was saying, this isn't an idol, this is just something you happen to want. So idol. But then I thought of this thing that we read, and it said, here I have it, but you don't understand that mighty changes have been quickly brought about when you decide one very simple thing, you do not want whatever you believe an idol gives. And then I started to realize that I had thought that these idols would bring me happiness. And I thought to myself, how many times are you going to walk down this path again? Because you know now that you do not want what this uh-huh. idol can give you because the idol can't give you what you want. It was um, a great awakening <laughs> this week. I have totally appreciated this section. And um, I, I, the idol will come, to, I'm not even going to tell you what it is because it's too stupid, you'd laugh too hard, but um, it'll come to my mind and I will think over the years how I actually thought that my peace and my happiness was in that idol. I'm complete. Thank you, Fran. Hey, thank you, Fran. Thanks, Fran. Thank Great, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Thanks, Fran. Welcome. It's Lee. I'm just thinking how important it is that I remember his 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 wish is never that I um, that I suffer any guilt for having chosen an idol. Um, and uh, not to introduce an infinite, you know, regressive loop or anything, but uh, but I am told that my tendency toward guilt. Um, is itself another idol. My tendency to want to languish in guilt is just one more of the uh, beliefs and the uh, and the um, behaviors that separate me from the truth of myself. And that's what I see at the root of everything he describes as an able, as an idol, is that it's a, a, a person, a thing, a circumstance a belief or a thought that separates me from the truth of me um, and uh, and all of that guilty activity is uh, is one of those ways that I separate from the truth of me so I can I can I when I um, when I give in to temptation um, the only escape for me from that guilty loop is just to realize I've just, it represents delay. It's delay in coming along to this intention of mine that, um, that I really set aside those things that I identify as uh, the temptation of idols. I'm complete. Thank you. Yeah, good, yeah. Very nice. good point, Lee. Thank you. Thanks, Lee. This is Sharon. And Lee, I, I am... Um, 
starting to realize that I'm really coming along in my understanding of the course because sometimes in my mind I finish you, I finish your sentences for you. That makes me happy. I love it. Neat. That's a fun thought, Sharon. I, I, I think of getting halfway through a sentence and then and I'll turn it over to Sharon. It'd be it'd be wonderful. <laughs> a collaborative comment. I like it. Love it. I think that's envisioned for us. Collaborative thought, you mean, Rob? So near to each other in dealing with a situation that um, our right minds, which is the Holy Spirit, uh, would supply almost identical wording to complete the thought of the recognition of what you were dealing with or looking at or thinking about. I'm complete. Thanks, Rob. In this, I mean, there's only one Holy Spirit mind. There's, there's, there's not several Holy Spirit minds. Your right mind is... The Holy Spirit is your right mind held in trust for you. So now that the two are connected, while, while you dally with your individual ego mind. So the person I think I am is actually my twin in Lee or Bryce or um, Mary. And... The finish of the sentence could just as easily come from them if you're concentrating on, you know, what you're going to do with your ice cream next and about that time it falls off the cone, the other person can finish your statement, you know, while you pick up your ice cream and rinse it off. It, it, it will be such a... A, a joyous one-mindedness. I, I think, and you know, that happens sometimes. That happens sometimes. Um, there, there have been. You think about it. There, there have been a couple of three to five instances in your life, like that's as many as I can think up right now, that. You had somebody else so right on with you that they could almost say the words with you or that they supplied the perfect ending that you could have said one more word and it's, it just clicks. You know what I mean? I'm done. Thank you, Rob. Yes. Thanks. I feel like I know what you mean to some extent. Um, I had that with the girlfriend in South Dakota that we met on Skype and we were both involved with the freedom teachings 
now that I've gone into ACM, I've backed off of that, but I don't want to back off of her. That's a friend. Um, back to what Carl was saying. You might have already thought of this, but the connection between the two spellings of the two words of idol, I-D-L-E, or I-D-O-L, as in the chorus, of course, is that the idol, L-E thoughts, almost always are, in my experience, the thoughts of idols, I-D-O-L-S. And to... Um, which starts to make me think of, now I'm going to be like a Puritan and say we could all be scrubbing all day or chopping wood or whatever so we won't have any idle thoughts. But of course, our minds can go anywhere we want as long as we pretty much already know what we're doing without having to think about it. I like driving and stuff, even. But, um, but yeah, so we focus on the principle of the course, the heart centered principles, the law of the, the meaning, the oneness, uh, then I believe that we are moving away from I-D-L-E thoughts and so it's easier not to have the other kind of idle thoughts. Uh, thank you. I'm complete. Thanks, Ida. Yeah. Thanks, Ida. Thanks, Ida. It's Lee. What an opening uh, sentence, huh? The real world is a state of mind in which the only purpose of the world is seen to be forgiveness. So is the real world a state of mind or is it a, a world or is it a condition of the world? Um, what that sentence does is make it clear to me that the distinction between the world as I behold it now and the real world is the condition of my mind or the state of my mind. So my state of mind doesn't support the real world now, but is being taught to support the real world. So that what I behold um, ties into this single purpose of uh, desiring that I be led to forgiveness um, and that I desire to be led to the escape from guilt, the escape from condemnation. Anyway, at the end of that paragraph, he really brings it home for me. In the real world, there's a wish to understand all things created as they really are. Just once again, it's really helpful for me to realize when he says in the real world, he's not talking about being in, he's not talking to me about being in some other world. He's talking about having accepted the Holy Spirit's purpose to such extent that there becomes a qualitative shift in what I see. And... Um, and whole uh, levels and aspects of how my guilt and my condemnation and my uh, judgment had oppressed what I see, whole levels and areas of that are lifted from the world. 
They're just lifted away from the world. I'm able to see what was always just beyond my judgment. And that's what he describes when he says, instead there's a wish to understand all things created as they really are, which of course can only come to me on the other side of my judgment, which of course to me is why forgiveness is important to be able to see all things created as they really are. That's the basis of the term, the real world to me, is that I'm afforded the opportunity to know things as they really are. And it's so beautiful what he follows up with. And it's recognized that all things must be first forgiven and then understood. I can't begin to understand all things created as they really are until I relieve them of the burden of my judgment and come to a place in me that's guided by my right mind as to what my actual relationship is with that which I see around me, which he assures me will always be guided by a, a loving um, connection with, a willingness to join and open my heart to and love. Uh, I'm complete. Thanks. Um, thanks, Lee. I'm, I'm trying. Thank to, you. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of, of examples. I always like examples. I'm trying to think of examples. Uh, let's say we're all practicing archery. And um, the idea is to, um, like the pelicans do, when they they come in a formation and then some inner voice tells them to pick out of the um, out of the fish swarm that's in the water just underneath them to pick out one and they pull up and they all dive and their their beaks touch the water at the same time, even though they've taken a different rooting each one to the water. And and now they don't disturb each other because the disturbance is all at once. And and they pick out their fish and gulp it and then explode the water. And so if if we were like archers and having fun getting together on a target, and suddenly the center bullseye changed color as we're starting to release our arrows, we might all just say, oh, at the same time, release the arrows at the same time, have them all come in a pack to the center of the bullseye, and be very happy that this unusual or usual thing is always able to happen when we're joined in an objective, like the pelicans. I, I, I don't know if I try to imagine some things. If 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 you're flying formation, <clears throat> you watch the leaders 
head for the order to begin. So when he says um, bomb burst, now he also nods his head when he says now as he begins his particular maneuver so that everything is simultaneous. And it, it might be like that in your mind from the Holy Spirit joining everyone if, if you were in some endeavor like that. Can somebody else imagine something that might come out the same? I'm done. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Faith. Thank you, Rob. Say, the, Europe, the European refugee crisis, think about that. If all of the if all of the people in each of the countries all of a sudden started to think of helping the thing out, they might all think of their part in, in a simultaneous movement. And that would be an example of things changing. Or if, if all of the Democrats and Republicans got together on what to do about reestablishing citizenship for the uh, immigrants that are here um, without, you know, n what they call illegally. Something like that. I'm done. Yeah, this is Reverend Marija Joy. Thanks, Rob. And I was thinking of um, a sticker I saw yesterday. It said, um, be the change you want to see. And there's also, um, you know, peace begins with me. And also, uh, minds are joined. And also, every, from the Course, um, you know, uh, from loving minds, there is no separation. And every thought in one brings gladness to the other because they are the same. So it all comes down to choosing the Holy Spirit. And, you, and I hear you say this a lot, Rob, it's so beautiful. You know, to choose for what is real, the Holy Spirit, in, and, and then that choice unites you with your brother where he, that, where he truly is, that lesson, that dissolves that gap between you and your brother. And uh, truth can uh, be there can, because truth is what is real and truth will show up. And then the next right action will be, will be manifest. So I think I hear that's, uh, that's how I see the whole thing happening is, it's, it's so, such a dichotomy. It's on an individual level, and yet there are no individuals. There's one self. So when the one self opens to the reality of who they are, it opens to the reality of who their brother is, and that gap is gone. So thanks for your share, uh, Rob and everyone. I'm complete. Yeah. Thank you, Reverend Richa. That helps. Yeah, thank you. Hey, it's Chris, and my favorite favorite so far has been 65. An ancient hate is passing from the world. Ah, oh, that's an idol. Now you've made an idol. I'm sorry, I'm teasing. <laughs> Wait, let me finish. And with it goes all hatred and all fear. I'm complete. Yes, yes, really. Yahoo, Chris. 
Hey, you know, Reverend Rita, it's it's something. It's a concept that I I'm just finally beginning to welcome and be willing to understand because what I now know is that I've been fighting everything forever, and that my willingness to let go of my fight is allowing me to see who I really am. And when you say that oneself, I'm now getting that I am part of it. And more importantly, that I'm only responsible for me. And boy, it just takes off so much pressure. (laughs) When I don't have to control my kids or what's going on or worry about the world. And, you know, I'm enough. I'm complete. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Chris. That's very true. Oh, true. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Our salvation is what we came for. When you, when you turn around our ego wish to be separate, the only thing you can see when you reverse it is we came for salvation. Because it's not our, it's not our design to be separated. It's our design to be in joy with each other. And this salvation, to me, I'm I'm sure to some Muslims it's getting the Quran, or to some uh, Christian Bible believers that it's getting the Bible. But to me, it's getting this course. And... And that's the overriding thing, and it will then join me almost automatically to all the others I want to be in joy with. I'm complete. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. It's, thanks. It's Chris again. You know what I'm starting to really understand is that there is no opposite to love kind of like what you're talking about, Rob, that, that I agreed to separate and that, that understanding was, uh, that fear was so repressed in me that I can't even remember who I really, really am. And the more, like you said, I came here to let that go, that I understand that because there's no opposite to love, it can only be extended. I don't know if that makes any sense. That that's why... I don't put this in words. It, it's like it, it almost can't be learned. It has to be remembered. That's why words don't mean anything. Things don't mean anything. The world doesn't mean anything. It's my being that is what's important. I don't know if right. To be remembered. To be well, remembered. Remember. Yes. I'm complete. Nice, Chris. Thank you. Lee, how proud of you are, are Do you remember when I first came on these calls and I saw every freaking thing everybody said? <laughs> oh, my God. I remember I was bitching and moaning about how I couldn't understand the course and I was blaming the blue book and I fell into this whole thing. Well, it's because it's the original edition I now understand. <laughs> uh, who's, the, who's this? This is Chris. I'm just, and, just and, talking about you, When you came on, you were doing that? Yeah, two years ago, I came onto the course, and I had I had come to the course twenty years ago, but I couldn't understand it. Hello, I wasn't ready 
ready to remember who I was is the truth. And that I, and when I started reading it, I started bitching and moaning how hard this was. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. It's so complicated. (laughs) Don't worry. We've all had those exact thoughts. Well, it's just, it's not even that. It's not hard. It's just, it's, it's a kind of, I can't even put into words. It's a willingness to be aware of your love's presence. And I have read this a million times and I never got it till probably a week ago. <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful. I'm complete. That's a beautiful way to put that, Chris. Yes. And, and we've all had that reversal. If we're mm-hmm. here now joining each other, we must have had that reversal. I know I had it. Right. It's um. It's a true awakening. It's not even a... Because everything else in life is always, it, it's it's either this or that, or if you, you know what I mean? It's it's a learning. Uh, and this is different. This isn't learning. This is, like I said, remembering. Cheers to remembering. I'm complete. Yeah. Nice. A willingness to be, a willingness to be um, aware of love's presence. That's the way you put it, Chris, I think. And, um... That's a that's a great takeaway today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being a great teacher, everybody. All of you. Thank you. See there hey. when you said aware of love's presence. See how do I become aware of love's presence? When I got with you guys, you know, back near my birthday in October. I became aware of love's presence because you seem to be orienting to the same thing that I wanted badly to orient to. I wanted to join this in a, in a conceivable, realizable way. And so the moment I got with you and saw that you wanted the same thing too, and that you had worked hard to get to the, that reversal where you're working to be with the other person but not not taking over from them, then the love of you all dawned on me. And that's how I know I'm loved. That's how I'm in the joy of being loved to me. I'm complete. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. So this is Bryce. Uh, the only purpose um, there's a, a phrase in uh, this section that speaks of the only purpose, and that relates to uh, purpose of the world. Uh, in paragraph 58, it says, the world becomes a place of hope because its only purpose is to be a place where hope of happiness can be fulfilled. And no one stands outside this hope because the world has been united 
in belief the purpose of the world is one which all must share if hope be more than just a dream. Um, this is uh, the section that uses the word understanding, understood uh, many, many times. And perhaps the most profound one is in paragraph 60 to me, where it says, the final step is God's because it is but God who could create a perfect son and share his fatherhood with him. No one outside of heaven knows how this can be, for understanding this is heaven itself. What is heaven? Heaven is understanding myself as perfect, sharing an understanding of God being my perfect Father and my sonship being everything. Um, this section, this whole chapter so far, is really shifting me to one where my thoughts of myself are being joined with the truth of who I am from my father's point of view. The meditation in this section for me is knowing that is heaven. Knowing my father's perfect relationship with me and my perfection as his son. Idols are a replacement for that. They are some other idea about the world, about myself, about others, and it's all imperfect. It's all relating in such a way as though there is imperfection in me, in my brother, in the world. That's not understanding, according to this section. I want to highlight where he says that he... Okay, I'm sorry. I was looking for the section where he's speaking of... Apologies for the delay. I have it highlighted here. It must be in the second or third par uh, paragraph. Yes. 
in uh, the third and uh, in fifty nine. Sorry, sixty. And so is heaven's son prepared to be himself and to remember that the Son of God knows everything his Father understands and understands it perfectly with him. It comes down to this. Everything is perfect when I am seen with the eyes of my perfection as God would love me perfectly and I let go of all the resistance to that idea. I see idols as nothing more than my resistance to everything being created perfectly. Do we always act as though that's true? Do people in the world always act as though that's true? Are they caught up in past ideas of what they've believed about the world? The miracle for me is when I let the past ideas go completely and I realize that all the suffering and pain and trouble in my world in the world, in any world, is where I am holding on to what I would have it be rather than as it was created to be. It all comes back to giving it all back to my source, to define it according to his original intent Sorry to drag this on. I must see with my father's original intent for me and for everything and for everyone and let it return to that. That's complete. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks, Bryce. Thank you. Thank you. It's Lee. May I just highlight one sentence that really stands out for me as well? It's in, from 62. Um, after speaking of the real words, real world's purpose being brought into awareness it says all that stood he says all that stood between your image of yourself and what you are forgiveness washes joyfully away and um, as a single sentence I think perhaps that could be my takeaway here the only purpose of the world becomes that I allow forgiveness wash away all that stood, all that stands between my image of myself and what I am. That's the gap. That's the principal gap in my mind. The gap between what I believe myself to be and my true identity. And my true identity doesn't await another time or place, condition or state, no other no other world, my identity, he assures me, resides waiting for my memory and my right mind 
everything about this curriculum of forgiveness and healing is to let layers of the false go and have them be replaced with what was always beneath and awaits only my reacquaintance. May all that stands between my image of myself and what I am uh, be washed away by Holy Spirit's offer of forgiveness. I'm complete. Yes. I imagine, thank you, Lee. I imagine that since there are now, well, I think at least a million people in the world today who are also studying this course or some version of it, um, I just thought of all these little dots like all over the globe, you know, that little lights that showed um, who was studying it or who was actually studying it together right now as we do our study and that's the big picture in a sense for me and that's nice for me and that's one more thing is a little while ago when Lee was saying something um, about we don't it's not that we know someone and then forgive them. When we forgive them, we know them, which of course made me think of it's not to know me, it's to love me, it's to love me for you, it's to know me for you. Thank you, Uncle Pete. Thank you, Ida. Yes. Thanks, Ida. And thank this you, everyone. Oh, sorry, Wendy. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, the way I imagine... Uh, the shift from the illusory world to the real world is going from sight to vision where you're looking at, say, a table and to you it had always been a dead thing. But now suddenly you see that it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's vibrating. It, it's part of a unified field, and you look around and you see it's everywhere. Everything has a vibration to it and an inner light, and then you realize this is the source. The source is in everything, everywhere. It is the essence of your consciousness, and you had imagined it as this three-dimensional flat thing with lots of dead, deadness in it. And it turns out nothing's dead. It's all alive. It's all vibrating. It's all light. It's all consciousness. And you're part of it. That's kind of how I imagine that that shift happening. I'm complete. Yes. Lovely, Wendy. Thank you. I don't mean to break up the party. Reverend Regal, what do you say? (laughs) Okay. Okay, so we'll... uh, We'll end our time together now, uh, and uh, we're still together. We are one self. There's no separation. So we uh, close our eyes for a few moments, bring the awareness within. And we feel that peace of the connection. That peace is always there whenever we choose to open to it. That's what is real. That's what cannot be threatened. 
and we already have it. Today, our lesson guides me, quote, I follow in the way appointed me, unquote. I have come to this place, here and now, to heal and be healed of the idea of separation. This is the way appointed me. I have come to forgive, which is to see everything with the eyes of love, to see what is real in each and everything. Thus, forgiveness is the only state of mind which I choose as my purpose. Today I'm learning this is what the real world truly is. Quote, the real world is the state of mind in which the only purpose of the world is seen to be forgiveness. Unquote. Why, mommy? <laughs> Why do I need to do that? Why do people do those things? Why is it this way? I had to know why, why everything was like it was. And now I learned that we all have this wish to understand. Yet I'm learning all must first be seen with love and then I will follow in the way appointed me. We hear, quote, there is a wish to understand all things created as they really are and it is recognized that all things must be first forgiven and then understood, unquote. In the quote-unquote state of mind, which is the real world, I no longer seek for idols or attack in order to understand what things are for. I don't need to blame anyone outside of myself, nor within myself. For now I understand that guilt only brings pain. Now I am open to a new way of seeing, and of being. I am open to the way of forgiveness. Quote, the possibility of freedom has been grasped and welcomed and the means by which it can be attained can now be understood. Unquote. We are all coming together as we unite in the belief that, quote, the purpose of the world is one which all must share if hope be more than just a dream unquote, we're all following in the way appointed us. And so we pray, Father, Mother, God, a thousand times today I will return to this one thought. I will follow in the way appointed me. For I am being about my Father's business as I open to my purpose of seeing everything the way it truly is. And now I hear these words you whisper to me. My child, quote, whenever you are tempted to undertake a foolish journey that would lead you away from light, remember what you really want and say, the Holy Spirit leads me unto Christ. Where else would I go? What need have I but to awake in him? You tell me the sight of Christ is all there is to see. The song of Christ is all there is to hear. The hand of Christ is all there is to hold. There is no journey but to walk with him. And so it is. Amen. 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 Amen.
Amen. Thank you, Reverend Rija. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Rija. Yeah, thank you, Reverend Rija. Thanks, guys. Thank you.